gentlemen seven o'clock on a saturday night and as usual that means it's time for the other podcast i'm your host robert stacy mccain and i'm not hello folks it's john hogue the other guy on the other podcast here and i see that live and direct we have been joined by diana from exotic valdosta hi diana hello hello i owe you an apology (laughs) I was supposed to get in touch with you this week about the technical issues, but I wound up being working in an underground facility uh, during any time that was sane to give you a call. (laughs) I figured it was something like that. Um, I am once again using my phone. I had a little bit of trouble making my connection, but I'm here. (laughs) Yes, you are, and you sound great. Yes. Well, uh, folks, you can find my good friend John Hoag's blogging at hogwash.com Stacy on the other hand blogs at theothermccain.com and at other fine spots around the interwebs and Diana has really gotten with the program and is blogging again <laughs> at uh, dailyadvancement.com yeah yeah I did I have been uh, how right. are things in uh, Valdosta this week well you know we've we've had a quiet week um yeah. And uh, the chief didn't look too stressed when I saw her Thursday afternoon, late, uh, early evening. So it's almost been like Lake Wobegon, huh? Another quiet Almost. We and had, all the uh, children are above average. Yes. We, well, we had, I'm not, not in Valdosta. I'm sorry to say. But anyways, yeah, Valdosta is not Lake Wobegon. I'm sorry. but Sorry. Um, uh, the, well, it uh, doesn't have such fine uh, places as uh, Bob's Bank. And Bertha's mm. Kitty Boutique. No. <laughs> Up here, we uh, we had some uh, violent storms this week. Uh, we mm-hmm. had a, a storm come through, uh, knock down all kinds of uh, trees in my neck of the, the woods. There was uh, hey. the highway, lead, one of the, oh, actually the old highway leading into Westminster uh, had its picture on um, the front page of the Washington Post uh, with trees knocking down a main branch feeder from Baltimore Gas and Electric. Oops. There were people without power for two days. Oops. The uh, the hail, uh, I mean, it was just sheets of, I, I mean, uh, it looked like it had snowed. The hail was so thick. We didn't, wow. have, ha- we didn't have hail, but we had hurricane force winds. And that was, that was enough to just do in a whole lot of, we, they were still clearing tr- trees off of numbered state highways on Wednesday. Wow. Well, but, they're uh, gonna, we've just got heat. I mean, it's been so hot. In fact, um, I know that heat is bad for people. How hot was it? Uh, there was a day when I walked <laughs> out on my front. doing my Ed McMahon imitation. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, I, there was a day when it was 111 real feel. It was only, it was only 
98, but it was a real feel of 111. It yeah, was well, awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, your uh, your crime well, wave down there in Valdosta is so bad. Mm. Um, uh, they're killing each other in the local prison. Uh, the two homicides probed at Valdosta State Prison. Two inmates <laughs> were killed in suspected homicides in two consecutive days at Valdosta State Prison this summer, correction authorities said this week. Lance Lumpkin died June 30th, while Quashent Boswick died the next day. The Depart uh, Georgia Department of Corrections confirmed the deaths in a statement Tuesday. Both are being investigated as suspected homicides. The Valdosta yep. Daily Times learned of the deaths when a member of the public, claiming to be an inmate's parent, mm. reached out to the newspaper looking for information on the deaths. And, and man, those are some kind of criminals where, where even putting them in prison don't stop them from their felonious ways. You know, I, all I can say is that it's, uh, it's just, it's awful, but people are awful sometimes, you know? And... Yeah. I, I sometimes think that prisons are a terrible idea in only one way. Concentrating all the bad people in one place is not going to improve their character. Well, not, yes, it will give them the, the ability to uh, uh, swap uh, training with one another. Yeah, that is yeah. a worry, yeah. isn't it? Well, the, the, so, well there, there's a whole lot to be said for solitary confinement or training. Yeah, but that's that. inhuman. It's it's absolutely insane to stick people in well, solitary. Well, you know, the difference between felonies and misdemeanors 200 years ago was mm -hmm. you went to jail for a while for a misdemeanor and they and you were hanged for a felony yeah well it is that anyway stacy is looking all frustrated but you know what stacy cheer up it's that time of year and the right here at the top of the uh out program outline it says football let, let stacy rant <laughs> yes okay yes rant away <laughs> well 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 uh yes we had the uh uh this week on thursday my brother and i went to buffalo wild wings uh <laughs> to watch the uh seasoner opener uh, for the New England Patriots, uh, they were uh, playing host Thursday night uh, to the um, the Houston Texans, and uh, you got to understand that uh, these pregame uh, preseason games, except for local coverage, uh, are are just never broadcast. Okay, you have to get the NFL Network, and I and I don't want to uh, downloading the app, and and I don't want to do that. So we called around and found that Buffalo Wild Wings was the place to watch the game. <laughs> there were some other fans down there too, but anyways, uh, it was a bleak thing. Now here's the thing about these preseason games: they mean nothing. Okay. Mm -hmm. What they're doing in, in most of the game, they're running the rookies, the scrubs, the second teamers uh, to get a look because uh, right now the uh, NFL uh, rosters are at 90 players. Uh, by uh, at the end of August, they have to cut down to 53. So each roster uh, 
you know, every team now has like 37 extra players on their roster. And what they're trying to do is to weed those out, right? So they give them, especially in the first couple of uh, uh, preseason games, it's mostly the scrubs and that they're looking at to see if they've got, you know, any potential uh, in the NFL. And, uh, well, I, I got to say that a lot of offensive linemen uh, for the New England Patriots are, are currently on the roster are going to be unemployed come, mm. uh, come early September because uh, uh, they sucked it up. It was, it was a bad game. The only uh, bright spot for Patriots fans was toward the end where Malik Cunningham, uh, mm. a guy that the Patriots picked up undrafted as a rookie out of Louisville, uh, he's a, a college quarterback, but uh, nobody wanted him as a quarterback. Um, uh, and the Patriots are trying to turn him into a wide receiver, but they let him play at quarterback, right, in the fourth quarter. And uh, he came in and led their only touchdown drive of the game. And it was exciting to watch because he's one of these school, you know, uh, uh, yard ball uh, players, you know, that's always improvising and scrambling. And that's fun to watch when there's nothing at stake. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, but, uh, it, so you're you know, not a fan of Berkeley's the play. Berkeley. What? Who? What? Oh, Berkeley, uh, the play. Um, it involved, I believe three or maybe four lateral passes and taking out a Stanford's tuba player. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> that play, that play. Cal, yeah, the Cal versus Stanford game. Yeah, where the where the tuba player you know, made the tackle. Yes, the tuba player got it. Yeah. Well, anyways, but yeah, I know the play you're talking about now. Mm -hmm. I, I I didn't realize what you were what you were saying at that point. But yeah, it's the it was wild and woolly. And uh, uh, the reason they want to uh, try to find a roster spot for Malik Cunningham is because um, he does play that yard ball style of thing that they're going to see with the, um, um, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, they played the Chiefs this year, so Patrick Mahomes. And so having him available on the scout team, right, uh, would be very helpful to them in terms of being able to simulate that style of play for their defense to practice against in, in games. And so I'm, I'm telling you a long story there, but I know there are other fans out there. Uh, uh, and so right now what's going on uh, is that the Jaguars in the uh, third quarter, Jacksonville Jaguars, are leading the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, this means nothing because it's a bunch of scrubs out there playing. Uh, uh, there are a few teams. But it still out. sounds fun. Yeah, earlier today, um, uh, the uh, Colts uh, played the Buffalo Bills. And again, it's scrubs. But the, uh, the scrubs for the um, uh, Colts included their first round draft pick. The guy that was went number four overall in the draft, and his name is Anthony Richardson. Now, uh, my brother watches all SEC football games. I watch Alabama, 
and maybe a few other games. But my brother watches all the SEC games, and, and he'd seen Richardson play for Florida. He's like, that guy is not a first-round draft pick. And he pretty much confirmed that. Uh, uh, he had uh, two series uh, during the game. Uh, and uh, one of them ended in an interception. So he, he was 7 for 12 for 67 yards and an interception, and he's going to be riding it. Well, I'll put it to you this way. He got outperformed by Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger, neither of whom you've heard of, okay? Nobody's heard of these guys. These are uh, would normally be somebody's backups in the uh, first-round draft pick. Uh, for the Colts, couldn't beat them. Other news, let's see. Uh, what have we got? The Bears, the Bears uh, beat the Titans 34-17. to And, and uh, that's another, uh, that was a, a, a double yard ball game uh, with uh, two of the improvising style quarterbacks against each other. The Jets stomped the utter snot out of the Panthers. And that matters because... Uh, the Panthers dra drafted Bryce Young, number one, the first time an Alabama quarterback has ever been drafted number one, Bryce Young, and it was not good, 27 to nothing. So there are other games out there, but again, none of this matters. It's preseason, but, <laughs> but it's something is, to watch. It's preseason, though. <laughs> I'm going to make my fearless forecast for the SEC. Uh -huh. Oh, no. <laughs> Vanderbilt will not win the uh, SEC okay. title. Uh, you're one. a little early for that, but I think that's a safe prediction. That's a pretty safe bet, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching uh, who is – yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to see any uh, – Unless you've got NFL Network, you're not going to see any of these preseason games. That's the reason just... why I don't have uh, NFL Network. What? That's why I, I don't, don't even have a TV. Well, okay, I've got a TV, but I don't have. I don't watch it. I watch the last videos. time. I, the last time <laughs> I watched over the air TV was almost seven years ago. Right. And I, I don't, don't think have. I... And I don't have cable. Neither uh, do I. I, I, I have. Do, a, I, I have I, a Fire Cube, and yeah. I have. Yeah, I have an Apple TV. I have an Apple TV, and I haven't used that for several years. Anyway, mm. let's get back to business. And then yeah. truly back to business. I had an I'm not making this up post, you know. <laughs> and get, get ready for this, folks. This is proof that the pandemic is over. Zoom has ordered its employees to come back to work. <laughs> Zoom. 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 Yeah. Zoom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Also, but the, the moving on though to, uh, I guess this is blue state blues it would be the t uh, topic for this, uh, or actually I t uh, the title of the section in the give me you're tired you're poor you know if you remember that, the, <laughs> the great the new colossus your movie. huddled masses longing to breathe free there is a crisis flood of immigrants <laughs> going on the governor of Massachusetts is asking the state's residents to open their houses to illegal immigrants because the state's shelters are almost completely full. So then lock up your wives and then like lock up your children. What do you think? How do you well, think no, this I, is going to work out? Well, no, the governor said, and this is a quote, that between 30, uh, 10 to 30 immigrant families a day are coming to Massachusetts. 
And the crisis really is driven by the fact that Massachusetts is the only state in the country that has a right to shelter law. There is no, oh my Lord, this just, oh, and, and oh my head. There are almost, uh, there's, uh, there's almost 6,000 families in the state's emergency shelter system. Uh, and so this is a true crisis for them. Uh, then but, they can you know, go home where they have houses. <laughs> well, it turns out that Del Rio, El Paso, and McAllen were unavailable for comment. Yeah. However, I did get a comment from our, our, our friend, the tech guy who lives in mm. Massachusetts. And she said, he said, rather, she's not sending him to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wait, yeah, they've I, got I, lots of extra room. Did you hear about New York, however? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> this week, uh, Mayor Adams in New York uh, said that the migrant crisis it, it is set to cost New York State, oh. uh, or New York City perhaps, anyways, but it's going to cost New York $12 billion over Ooh. three years. Now, listen to this. The city's legal obligation to provide free emergency housing to anyone in need. They have a, this is New York, a legal obligation to provide free emergency housing to anyone in need. Okay. A right to shelter mandate unique in the country is being put to the test with the arrival of nearly 100,000 asylum seekers since April last year. Authorities and they in didn't New York, all get there on buses from Texas. No, they did okay. not. Okay, wait. Okay. Authorities here estimate each migrant is costing New York an average. Each migrant, keep this in mind, is costing New York an average of three hundred eighty-three dollars per day. I, I, I'm going to well, repeat that because each migrant costs New York uh, the housing, right? Oh. An average of $385 per day. Well, if you can find a decent hotel room in New York for that and eat three square meals, uh, let me know yeah. how you do it. Wait Neither a minute. Neither do I. Wait a minute. I, I, can, can no one else in here do math? Because the math yeah, tells I can. Me, multiply 385. I know times 365 and that means mm -hmm. it's costing per mm -hmm. immigrant mind you yes. each every every child man woman child is costing mm -hmm. them about $140,000 a year $140,000 a year John yes you're a senior engineer do you make $140,000 a year I make about twice that Okay. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh, trust oh, oh me, I at the moment I am not making that, Stacy. Yeah. Well, I am not making I am not making $140,000 a year, but that's per capita. Yeah. A family of four yeah. is cost they're spending like $600,000 per family. Yes, they you know, are. And and it's like what the actual Fuck, you could have sent them to Harvard for that and had $50,000 left over. What are they 
they doing? Where is this money going that you're spending? Oh, it's on? sticking to fingers all along the way. Oh, my you my know God. how this works. Well, the, look, the, <laughs> the homeless industrial complex is absolutely rolling in it right now. Look, the oh, people who are the frontline workers on this. Coining that phrase, the homeless industrial complex, I'm stealing that shit. Uh, that was actually long ago. I, I can't remember if it was Heather McDonald or it was somebody like that who actually coined that years ago. Yep. But that's crazy that you're I know. Well, no, Look, you Stacey, can just write. Stacy, when was the last time you stayed in a hotel in New York? And even if even with a huge quantity John. discount, the... Uh, and, <sighs> and, and and then you add the cost of the John, of the city feeding John, people. John, John, wait a minute. John, wait a minute. Okay, I'm looking at a total. The actual total mm -hmm. is one thirty nine seven ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seven ninety five. I assume will buy a one way ticket out of JFK uh, to Atlanta Hartsfield. Okay. Okay, that leaves you $139,000, but let's cut that in half, okay? Let's say we're going to give them $70,000 to get the fuck out of New York, okay? I, I'm just saying that. Okay, uh, here's your $800 ticket, airplane ticket, and uh, for the next six months, you're going to receive a 70 divided by six. We're going to give you $10,000 a month for the next six months, Go to Atlanta, Memphis, Birmingham. We don't care. You just name the, the location. We'll fly you there and give you $10,000 a month for the next six months. But Stacy, Wait a minute. We're giving you the first month in advance. Here's $10,000. But let's see. New York's not the only place. Stacy and John, you're both missing the point. The point. Where the money actually goes, those those uh, people being sheltered, they never see a penny of this. Maybe oh, well, they maybe see a little tiny stipend. But what that what that what this money is sticking to the hands of administrators all over the place. And it's sticking and it's sticking to the hands of hotel chains. Uh, it, yes. And it's sticking to the hands of uh, commissary uh, uh, operators. Correct. Uh, and, 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 but and, and you no, need but, to picture but, the you need to picture the administrators at the nonprofits that are being paid to manage all this money. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, also mm -hmm. what you need to realize is that uh, the uh, corporate entities, uh, both profit and nonprofit, mm -hmm. uh, are giving substantial then mm -hmm. contributions to the politicians who are. Oh, paying. they are indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. It, it, and but New York now is asking for uh, and. Uh, Boston uh, and Massachusetts are also asking for uh, fe federal support. On the other, you know hand, what? Send the them other... all back south of the border. Just send what? them back where they came from, or send them to someplace nice. Although Maui already has all the uh, uh, the uh, displaced people they can yeah, they can handle. Maui. Here's a one way ticket to Maui. <laughs> Aloha. But like I said, there are a whole bunch. They've got like sixty people who have, uh, uh, I think, been killed in a whole lot. We'll no longer there. need. Yeah. A, we'll no yeah, longer that, be in need of and much housing beyond the six feet. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Six feet by by uh, 
two feet. But anyways, yes. So this, I mentioned uh, the Maui wildfires in connection with uh, everybody's favorite news network, CNN. Here we go, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Hello, yes. That is uh, just so reason, horrifying. Yeah, there's a reason, and I uh, just in case somebody's tuning in for the first time, there's a reason why every time I mention CNN, uh, John <laughs> plays the Paw Patrol theme, and it's because CNN's ratings are so low that they are... Uh, routinely lose uh, the ratings were to uh, reruns of Paw Patrol, the children's cartoon, uh, on the Nickelodeon network. So, so that explains the, why uh, Paw Patrol has become the CNN theme song. And my, my headline this week was CNN distract much uh, because uh, and this was before we knew the scale of what has gone on. It's it's a genuine catastrophe that I don't want to minimize, of course. Uh, we can but, uh, pay attention to more than one thing at a time, you know. Right, right. Anyways, and they were just, I you, you watch CNN and they were just leading the hour and then coming in with updates. The, the Maui wildfires... Uh, you know, and and I'm like, wait a minute, isn't there some more important news going on? Well, of course, there was the House Oversight Committee, the biggest news of the week, folks. The mm-hmm. biggest story of the week uh, broke on Wednesday uh, that the House Oversight Committee has tracked $20 million in payments to Biden, Inc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the... Um, this is these are funds from Russians, uh, Chinese, Ukraines, Kazakhs, and Romanian uh, to Biden tied entities. They had this Jeez. whole universe shell this, corporations, a, a galaxy of shell uh, corporations that they were using to try to conceal uh, this the destination of all these funds. Um, and um, and and this was uh, big news, big news this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wouldn't have heard a jack shit about it. Excuse my uh, crickets, there. crickets, yeah, crickets. You would have heard about this for if you were watching CNN or God forbid MSNBC. They're burying the story, and. Um, uh, uh, it was a smoking gun, as I said. It was a smoking gun found next to a bloody corpse. I mean, this yeah, is, this a is, still hot smoking gun in the hands of somebody covered in residue. Come on, right, right, right. It's I mean, it's just uh, you know, it, Biden's guilt is at this point <clears throat> is going beyond, to be, in, but it's going to be investigated. Uh, oh, no, uh, oh. No, wait, wait, before we get to that, but oh. yes. 
the reason, um, uh, you know, the, well, let me, you know, the death toll as a, as a Thursday mm. uh, from, um, from, all, from their uh, our Wednesday, the death toll as of Wednesday from Maui, it was six dead. And now it's more like 63. 60. But as yeah. I pointed out, um, 20 people had already been shot to death in Chicago this month. And by the mm -hmm. way, I, I'm sure that total has risen. Let me check. Yes. How many people uh, this month, uh, the month of August, uh, 106 people have been shot uh, in, in Chicago. Uh, 23 of them died. Uh, so, so yeah, they're, they're, we're running at a pace of about uh, uh, 30 or 40 shootings a week and seven or eight uh, murders a week in Chicago <sighs> alone. Okay, we're not going to talk about Baltimore, Philadelphia, New Orleans, Memphis, Oakland, uh, Detroit, Oakland. Yeah, um, Richmond. Uh, you know, and, and but but this you see this Maui wildfire story was was just blanket news on CNN. Why? Here's their headline: Climate change among reasons oh. Hawaii fire could have spread so quickly. No scientists say. So no, they're, they're trying to make this uh, evidence of uh, global warming. Hello, it's not. It's yeah. not. But it's but. It is going to get investigated. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bad guys are in charge. Yes. Figured and, that and, one out a while ago. And my headline this morning, when the investigation is a cover-up. Oh. Um. And uh, this is about uh, the news this week that Attorney General Merrick Garland announced on Friday, and of course they're bearing it on Friday, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a late day, mm -hmm. announced on Friday that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss was being upgraded to a special <sighs> counsel oh. to investigate the Biden family finances. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Weiss is a is a partisan hack or okay. a coward. One of the two. He's doing the job uh, that that uh, the Democrats want him to do, mm -hmm. namely to bury this until after the twenty twenty four. Well, we can't make any comments about this. It's under investigation. Right. 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 I hate that. If yeah. it, you know, I I made a comment on your blog, and I mean it. Yes, if the Republicans do, if the Congress in general does not impeach Merrick Garland, um, they all deserve every single one of them to be turfed out of office unceremoniously. Because, and we've got the opportunity. I mean, seriously, and I'm looking directly at my own Congress critter, Austin yeah, Scott. I'm looking at you. I gave you a thumbs up on that. You need to go, just go visit his office. and Oh, I'm going and, and, and to. Give his staff, his local office, and give his staff about five minutes of your... Uh, mean, uh, meanwhile, that's I'm going to write office. one of my letters. <laughs> no, well, meanwhile, uh, it turns out there's more special counseling going on. There was a... Cat <laughs> had a 
tweet this morning. Blinking, Merrick Garland has appointed Sam Bankman Freed as special counsel to investigate cryptocurrency crimes. <laughs> While he's sitting in prison, that'll be I, good. Well, well, by the uh, way, oh, but, but on, uh, other, on the other hand, Stacey, I don't think either of us take uh, cryptocurrency, but you do have a You better one. not. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was about to tell you. Yes. Since <laughs> is that Cat Turd, he is the biggest thing on Twitter. I mean, this guy drives traffic. If you look <laughs> at that tweet, that one tweet had 180,000 views. And 13,000 likes. Yeah, I mean, the idea that the hottest account on Twitter is called Cat Turd. Just think about that. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, well, but, uh, dry uh, and stinky. Got it. But, oh, well, speaking, speaking of Twitter, uh, Aaron uh, Walker's uh, main account, Aaron, uh, at Aaron Worthing, uh, got restored. Yay. Uh, Anyway, but we neither of us take cryptocurrency. Tell them about the yellow button. Yes, folks, if you will go to my account, mm -hmm. uh, .com, uh go to my blog, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, yen, euros, uh uh, uh, what, uh, what, no rubles, ru yeah, no, no rubles. rubles, no rubles. Uh, we don't take Russian rubles, uh, because of some stuff going on over there that you may have heard about. But, anyways, if you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can donate to support the blog, to support this podcast, and of course, uh, to um, uh, help keep my wife happy. Because my wife likes it when I uh, make money from this uh, thing I do. And keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, hogwash.com. There is in the sidebar over on the right a tip jar icon. Click on that. You'll be taken away to my PayPal account where you can donate to support Hogwash or this podcast or both. Or just be nice and send me a donation. Uh, regardless uh, of how you choose to, to, to support us, though, there, there are lots of ways. Uh, the uh, Amazon affiliate links that you find on both blogs, so we get a little a cut of the action there from Amazon when you use those links because we participate in the Amazon affiliate program, both of us, uh, 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 at the other McCain and Hogwash. And you can shop at the Hogwash store. So that's a good way to spend your money on all sorts of interesting trinkets uh, with uh, connections to my blog. Or you can just remember the three most important uh, words in the English language. There are five. There are five. Hit That's right. the freaking tip jar. Now, if you want me to just say hit the free hit the tip jar, yeah, well, tip jar has to be regarded as one word. Yes. Oh, anyway, regardless, <laughs> we don't take crypto. Crypto is Yay. more trouble than it's worth. Oh, and well. You have been blogging, Diana, about someone who's had a small amount of trouble related to crypto. Well, consider, okay, crypto, please keep in mind one thing. Crypto is a really great way of transferring your money, the Mark's money, into the con's pocket. Okay? <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, but yesterday evening, I read that Sam Bankman-Fried um, had his bail revoked. Evidently, his witness tampering and intimidation efforts have provoked the ire of the prosecution. This, in my opinion, is a salutary lesson for SBF in cause and effect. Yeah, well. um, the man has, the, the, this annoying young man has never in his entire life faced real consequences. And this is just a taste. I don't think, I don't really hold out much hope that he'll really be held accountable, but we can hope. Well, or certainly not held accountable in any way proportionate to what he's done. Oh, you know, wall-to-wall -wall counseling for a start. Yeah, well, Wait, what is no, Brad Pitt's Make It Very, Very Wrong Foundation? Uh, sorry, uh, Brad Pitt, uh, back after Katrina, uh, wanted to, did bought a whole bunch of property and built some uh, really horrible houses that all have to be torn down now um, in the Ninth Ward. what did that foundation actually called? The Make It Right Foundation, therefore, oh, okay. make it very, very wrong. I'm sorry, but that there, there's just no getting around the joke. Stacy is getting older, and he has a failing memory. He doesn't remember we did a uh, a thing on that about about a year ago. Yeah, um, that's one of the reasons I'm looking on, at stepping on a new, uh, stepping up and doing a new one. There have been some really interesting developments. I've been following it a little bit, and um, I'm not sure we've reached any kind of conclusion. But maybe an update would be a good idea. Well, some of these things don't seem to reach conclusions so much as convulsions. Ah, uh, well, here's the big thing. Never mind. I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> okay. We have to have something to look forward to. Meanwhile, well, it's it's interesting and it's interesting and kind of sad. Onward. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, the Globe and Mail. Had a tweet Which is Canadian. Got, yes. Uh, They're Toronto. not even a real country anyway. Well, but the Toronto Globe and Mail had a tweet that got massively ratioed. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was, they were pointing to an op-ed that uh, had been up. And the their tweet reads, the far right's fixation on pedophilia is dangerous. <gasps> and uh, it was uh, this guy going on about the movie Sound of Freedom. Again, uh, I I did a uh, uh, my own blog post about it uh, that was titled "Dangerous to Whom," and my I, I tagged it I tagged it with uh, the comment that actually Julia Cyphers was unavailable for comment. Now there may be mm. a lot of people who don't know who Julia yes. Cyphers was. There's a we book. Well, there I have a link here to. Uh, a Wikipedia article about the Speedway bombings. Mm -hmm. And uh, this links to the motives, and I'll just read it. While noted motive was established at trial, prosecutors and police believe that Kimberlin, that's Brett Kimberlin, uh, went on the bombing spree to deflect attention away from an ongoing investigation to the murder of 65-year-old Julia Cyphers. Cyphers, quote, violently disapproved, unquote, of her daughter Sandra Barton's relationship with Kimber, as well as the quote strange affection unquote Ugh. Kimber paid to Barton's preteen daughter, who had accompanied Kimberlin on several long unsupervised out-of-state yeah. trips. On July 29th, 1978, Cyphers was shot dead just outside her home. 
anyway, goes on from there. But uh, um, the murder God, uh, technically remains unsolved. Uh, I, I'm looking into the, the guy that wrote this for the uh, uh, Globe and Mail is mm. a uh, is I believe a defrocked priest. I'm, I'm yes. not sure if he is still a, a, a priest, but um, he's an Anglican now. Um, uh, but anyways, um, uh, he leads uh, Michael Corin. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, leads with this. I've just experienced another attack on social media. The harassment usually lasts around 36 hours. And while most of the nasties are trolls and bots, blah, 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 I'm a priest, progressive, outspoken. But a disturbing new aspect of these bombardments are the repeated and constant false accusations of pedophilia. Now, I don't know why, uh, uh, you know, here's the thing, and, and I have noticed this before. Okay, uh, let, let's just say, you know, the, the movie The Sound of Silence, which, by, by the, the way, my... Voice of Freedom? My, yeah, free, the Sound of Silence is not the name of the movie. Uh, you it, mean it, The Voice of Freedom? The Voice of Freedom. I said, right. I said this, The Voice of Freedom. It's not Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> well, anyways, but the thing about the, the Sound of Freedom, um, uh, the sound of freedom. Okay, have we got this right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, you know, people are. My wife went and saw it. Mm. Claim excellent movie. Everybody that I've known it uh, that has seen it has said they enjoyed the movie. It's a great movie. Um, and so this idea, okay, this idea that um, uh. You know, that the danger, see, is paranoia, or oh. as he calls it, a fixation on pedophilia. <sighs> Watch people like that. Yeah. Beware of people like that. Now, look, some people are paranoid. There's such things as false accusations. It's, Lots of them. Uh, there's Be careful with that. There's theories yeah. out there. I wouldn't want to endorse anything like that. But when you see somebody standing up and say, don't worry about pedophilia. Look very close. Very close, person. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah Stacy, uh, uh, getting back to uh, that, uh, uh, you talk about uh, the justification witch, the witch, for the a search warrant. Yeah, but you talk about uh, that uh, uh, that Wikipedia uh, article that I, I just referenced. Uh, today is the ninth anniversary hmm. of Cumberland losing the. Uh, uh. The Kimberlyn B. Walker at all trial. Oh, so, so congratulations, co fellow co-defendants. Yeah, I had forgotten all about that. It's man. the ninth it's anniversary. It's the eighth anniversary. Ninth. Ninth. ninth? Wow. Time 20, flies. Twenty fourteen. Tempest um, freaking fugitives. Well, and I, <laughs> uh, I, I put a post up today of, of, of a post I did while we were at the courthouse uh, in the morning wow, waiting for things ready. to go on. Uh, for the trial to go uh, forward for the second day. And um, one of the things I did was I, I, I had a couple of a answers that uh, Kimberlin uh, had <laughs> given to inter interrogatories that we'd given him during discovery. And one asked, on what month, day, and year did you marry your wife? November 25th, 1996. How old was your wife when you uh, on that date? 18 years old. And then I showed 
court records from the Maryland <laughs> Judiciary case search where he had given her date of birth is 1980. Which, by the way, I've seen her driver's license. It's 1980. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> not, you do the math, 1996 minus uh, 1980. 1980? Is 16, 16, not 18. Uh, and so she, she, she was underage using a forged, uh, he had forged a birth certificate for the marriage. Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I know. But I mean, the question in you know, 1996, Ukraine was like the wild, wild east. You could buy anything. Well, he didn't even bother uh, uh, to. Uh, he didn't even bother to do that. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure he didn't either. No, I mean, so you know, that you talk about uh, people uh, with an interest in underage uh, uh, children. Ugh. Uh, and he sued us for allegedly calling him, a pe calling him a pedophile. We actually never did. We just said, here's the evidence. Make up your own mind. But uh, that's just an example of how you have to watch people. Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, yes. And, and Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. I mm -hmm. say this for a very good reason. Okay. I was working at the Washington Times. Okay. Mm. Uh, 2004. Okay. Go to Wikipedia 2014 Ukrainian child pornography oh. rates. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, oh. they that there was a um, uh, you talk about it being the wild wild west, but there was a serious uh, 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 ring of child pornography. Well, uh, I mean, just... and Interpol was on it, the FBI was on it, and one of the reasons, one of the reasons that certain people. And I'm not going to name any names of certain people. Mm. One of the reasons that certain people suddenly just became anti-right wing. Okay. And you'll, you'll see this in certain people's behavior online. They're, they're just their hatred of the right. Mm. It's because it was the Bush administration. Okay. Oh. With uh, who was the attorney general? Me. Uh... Bad. Out of Missouri. Uh, John Ashcroft. His name when will John not come. Ashcroft. Ashcroft under right. the Bush administration that they broke the back of this child pornography ring. Mm. Okay. And it was, it was international in scope. I mean, it was huge. Mm. Okay. And, and they, and they hate Republicans cause Republicans made the child porn go away. Well, okay. there's another interesting I hope so. tie in between uh, Brett Kimberlin and, and Ukraine because he was deeply involved with the Chalupa sisters and the Vinman brothers. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ukraine, it all comes back to Ukraine for some reason, you know? And I'm just, wait, do we know somebody that was heavily involved in, well, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, drop the Chalupa and nobody gets hurt. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Meanwhile, though, let's get back to, to politics. And they've been having fun at the Iowa State Fair. Oh, my. That was hysterical. And uh, our friend uh, and former co-defendant, uh, uh, Aaron Walker, who is writing for Twitchy now, uh, had, had a, uh, a, a post up uh, about... Carrie Lake. Yeah, Carrie mm -hmm. Lake giving a science lesson. <laughs> if you look at the, uh, at the uh, video... She is um, at the uh, Iowa State Fair and milking a cow with the mm -hmm. press watching. Now, I should point out that Carrie Lake was born in Rock Island, 
Illinois and grew up in Iowa and is an, a graduate of the University of Iowa. But here she is uh, milking a cow. Uh, and uh, here's the audio to that uh, video. Which one of you is from the New York Times? You know there's only two genders, right? There's only two genders, and they know that in Iowa. I challenged sexist. the New York Times reporter and the Washington Post reporter to try to milk a cow and then try to milk a bull and see how that goes. <laughs> you know, uh, science lesson. Uh, and- yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of fun to be had with that thought. Uh, you know, here's the thing. And this is possibly a very silly story, but one night I'm driving back from uh, from a friend's house, and um, I'm driving through this canyon, and all of a sudden, I, it's the full moon, and all of a sudden I look up and there's these kids sort of tumbling down a very steep slope. And so I come to a halt because I have no idea what to make of this, and the kids come over to my car asking for a ride back to their own. And they're all laughing and kind of hysterical. And I can smell beer, but I'm not saying anything. I let them get in. And I say, so what was this all about? They said, well, you know, we'd heard about cow tipping. So we went out cow tipping. And I'm like, and? Um, One of the cows wasn't a cow. (laughs) 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 Leading to a mad chase, which involved leaping over a fence and tumbling down a very steep slope <laughs> to landing in front of my car. Yep. Where yep. did that happen? That happened outside of Fremont. Oh, okay. Speaking in of the... California. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, this, I, I, I titled this part of the outline, California <sighs> versus Thermodynamics. And this is, I picked this up from Breitbart uh, this afternoon. Uh, state legislatures in California are looking to pass a law that would require what's called uh, bi-directional charging on all EVs. That means... Electric vehicles, EVs. Yeah, which means, well, a lot of electric vehicles have what's called bi-directional charging so that you can use the car to power stuff. I mean, it's particularly used on things like uh, Ford F-150 pickup trucks for people to power uh, tools and that sort of stuff. But... um, they're talking about making it mandatory and requiring you to always stay jacked in while you're uh, stopped someplace so that they can drain your battery. I, I, I don't know what that a, was. Some hay fever there. Uh, Sorry, that was a sucking noise. <laughs> yes. Now, you know, so, I mean, it's like uh, they, they, they want to be able to use, of course, I mean, they want to use your, basically makes no use your, sense. it makes your parked car, you know, energy storage for backup. So like, imagine it's six 30 in the morning and everybody is trying to get uh, ready get for car, work, get ready to go to work. And, 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 and uh, it turns out that uh, the Pacific gas and electric has sucked your, your battery dry. Yeah. Cute. Crazy. California. But get I mean, the, look, if, if there's anyone here, in California, that's with listening to the podcast, get the hell out. But see, the run. Thing is, the thing is, it doesn't create a single microwatt of of power because no. the inefficiency of charging the battery and the inefficiency of sending it back 
actually makes it a net drain on the system. Of course it does, but it's like nobody thought of this. I have no idea what to say here. I mean, you know, this is the sort of stuff that if I had, you know, this, is, this wouldn't have got past my eighth grade science you know, class. You know, no. I mean, we had enough thermodynamics by that time. Yes, we? but we're now in wishing makes it so. Yeah, or whatever. Crazy. But, but there's another reason why I... Crazy left. states are dangerous. Well, there's another reason why I left California. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Our good uh, friend Vodka Pundit. Yeah. Yep. California has got residents uh, uh, <sighs> being advised that they should uh, get air horns yeah, right. uh, to, to blow while they're being attacked. Uh, I don't know whether it's going to scare the criminals away or alert their neighbors, but something like that. And no, it'll uh, work like a like attracting a zombie horde is what it'll work. Well, but never mind. Uh, don't get me started. But, but Stephen Green, uh, our friend Vodka Pundit, uh, pointed out that this uh, a Mossberg twelve gauge is at least as loud as an air horn and twice mm -hmm. as uh, warning. Oh my God! You know, um, I, I I point out that I will concur. That it's probably certainly at least as loud as the air horn, but I prefer my Winchester. Um, okay, I'm good with that. I'm good well, with anything. Well, a Remington. Uh, well, I have a Remington, but I actually prefer the Winchester for this kind a, of work. A Remington uh, 12 gauge pump, to be exact, uh, that had been my father's, mm -hmm. um, and uh, my younger brother uh, had it, and a crackhead looking to do some burglary, decided that he would uh, go into my brother's place. And uh, Oops. my brother's dog started barking and woke him up. And he comes out, and the dog's barking, and, you know, it's crazy. Um, and uh, he can see the outline. It's dark. He can see the outline of the guy by the door. Uh, and uh, he says, he says, <laughs> okay, the sound of a 12-gauge pump shotgun racking that racking sound of a nobody wants to chamber. stick oh oh my god that would scare the hell out of me and he said <laughs> i've got a gun you better get out my brother said and the guy proceeded to stumble forward and this was his last act on this earth oh, yeah. as by the time the sheriff's deputies got there he had bled out well, uh, and a couple I, of points there. One, racking a shotgun is the dumbest thing you can do because it gives away your position. Uh, uh, you, let I, me I, put I, it this way. Most no, criminals can't bloody shoot, so I'm not yeah, going to worry I, about it. But no, you should keep the shotgun in call, what's called cruiser ready, which I know. allows you to fire the first round without having to rack the slide. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the second thing uh, is that... Um, like I said, I've, I have a, I have a Remington 870 uh, that uh, was my uh, brother, who's an uh, ex-cop's uh, uh, 12 gauge, and uh, it's the backup to the uh, Winchester. The Winchester is just a smoother acting gun. But yeah. anyway, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's why you left California, yeah, it's, uh, among it's, other reasons. Among other reasons is because. Um, uh, it's just, you know, I don't want to have to, I, I don't want to have to use an air horn for that purpose. Quite, <laughs> fr quite frankly, uh, I'm more likely to use something that was made by cold. 
Yeah. Anarcho-tyranny in Seattle and L.A. Well, let me point out to something, folks. We usually do this. It's like a closing shtick thing we have of crazy people are dangerous. But this week, Stacy had a post that Uh I'm titling this part of the the podcast, Crazy Cities Are Dangerous. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know something? uh, um, Um. I married a Seventh Day Adventist, and my and uh, their uh, uh, woman regarded as the founded uh, an early leader of the church, regarded as a Helen Ellen, Ellen White Gould. Ellen White, yes, uh, wrote many many books. She Ellen was a Gould prolific White. writer, and uh, uh, in one of the books, and after you know me- meeting my wife and getting married, I, I started reading some of these books. And one of the books, she said, "God's people need to get out of cities." Get out of the city, move to the countryside. It's just better, okay? That living, you know, and and we have done a, uh, you know, we haven't lived in a city yet, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the closest we came to it was living in Gaithersburg, Maryland, but we lived in uh, Calhoun, Georgia, Rome, Georgia, Gaithersburg, and now the undisclosed location. Uh, but if you can, if you can move to the countryside, get there, but or at least to a small town uh, uh, in a rural county. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, well, where you live is 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 a perfect example. Yeah, You're it's gr- driving it, distance it, from either Baltimore or DC, and it's grown from fifteen thousand to twenty eight thousand in thirty years. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's really nice out there in Carroll County. Meanwhile, uh, anarcho tyranny in Seattle and. L.A., um, uh, a veteran Seattle police officer this week, more than 20 years on the force, uh, um, 25 years Mm -hmm. on the force, Jessica Taylor, Mm -hmm. uh, published a letter that has gone viral uh, announcing Mm -hmm. her um, uh, resignation. She just up and quit. She had a lot to get off her chest. 15 pages. Their absurd policies have turned Seattle into a playground for anarchists and criminals, and they seem utterly unconcerned with the devastating consequences of their action. Uh, If you haven't noticed, the criminals are running this city. That's a cop in Mm -hmm. Seattle, okay? Uh, Mm -hmm. That's a, a very liberal place, and and, you know, it cannot be that a police woman, okay, uh, it, she, you know, I don't even think she's right wing, uh, but she said that the uh, chief of police has brought this department in this city to its knees and it said the police department under Diaz has been transformed into a cesspool of corruption. How bad is it in Seattle? Uh, Newsweek uh, point out in 2021, uh, a, a crime report, a year-end crime report that showed that uh, uh, the violent crime in the city rose by 20% in one year. In one year, it rose by 20%. Uh, robberies increased by 18%. Aggravated assaults by 24%. A 24% uh, rise in homicide. Uh, you know, all of this in one year, uh, uh, in Seattle. And, and as I point out, nothing is more fundamental to the purpose of government uh, than protecting the lives and properties of citizens. And yet Seattle and other uh, Democrat controlled cities 
uh, seem incapable or unwilling to perform this essential duty. And then you have the sheriff, the just recently retired sheriff of L.A. County weighing in. The former L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva, obviously not a a Trumper that I I know of, uh, (laughs) but uh, he said that they are losing police so fast. They have lost uh, over a thousand uh, sworn officers mm-hmm. since 2019, and, mm-hmm. and LA is just turning to uh, garbage. Uh, yeah, it uh, reminded me of something that Sam Francis, the late uh, Sam Francis, called anarcho tyranny. I'm reading from Wikipedia. Uh, Francis' term anarcho-tyranny refers to armed dictatorship without rule of law or a Hegelian synthesis when the state tyrannically or oppressively regulates citizens' lives yet is unable or unwilling to enforce fundamental protective law. And that's what you have in these big cities uh, crazy cities are dangerous. Crazy Very. cities are dangerous. So just keep voting for Democrats and see what happens to you. Get out of California. Get out of them big cities. Run. Wear nice like Valdosta. Uh, <laughs> we could use more help. <laughs> Glad you could join us, Diana. Anytime. We'll see you next week. Folks. And we'll both stay out of California. 7 p.m. next Saturday. Good night, folks. Good night. Good Texas. night. Good night, Good night, y'all. Well, brother, call me the breeze. I keep going down the road. Well, brother, call me the breeze. I keep going down the road. Mr. Breeze.